0: TalkLine Network Radio, America's longest-running Jewish broadcast network, the voice of the Jewish community. What are we going to do with our children?
1: What are we going to do Shall show we care? How are we going to be there for our children when they feel that life has just not been that
2: fair? Good evening and welcome back to MASK's weekly radio show on family matters. MASK, mothers, fathers, a line saving kids, kids of all ages and all stages for all mental health issues, including in-school issues, addiction, molestation, internet addiction, whatever it is you may need, feel free to give the Mass Confidential Helpline a call and we can help refer you to the right therapist, the right program, the right support group for parents. Uh, Our confidential number is 718-758-0400. Again, I will give you our number. Maybe it's for yourself, a loved one, a friend, somebody usually sit next to in shul. Our number again, 718-758-0400. So tonight I'm really honored to have on with some, someone that I really respect so much with all this pers- one person could accomplish with so many different topics under bullying and anxiety and mental health that is no other than a colleague, Dr. Ronan Novick, who is also the author of The Mommy, Can You Stop the Rain? Dr. Ronan Novick is the clinical psychologist who serves as the dean of the Israeli Graduate School of Jewish Education and Administration at Yeshiva University. She's also the co-educational director of Hidden Sparks an organization that provides professional development and consultation to day schools and yeshivas. Dr. Novick authors professional articles, book chapters, and recently published her children's book on Mommy, Can You Stop the Rain? Uh, A bullying specialist that we always go to for families that struggle with kids or young adults that have been bullied in school, Dr. Novick has always been there for the MASK families. So I'd like to welcome you on tonight. How are you, Dr. Novik?
0: Thank you so much, Ruchama. Good evening, everybody. Thank you for inviting me and thank MASK for all that you do for our families and our children and our community. It really is a pleasure to be here. I'm, thank God, Baruch Hashem, doing well. So I hope you had a nice holiday, nice Pesach, and
2: uh, we're getting back to business. And the business is that anxiety with COVID, especially, but even before COVID, there are children, there are young adults, there are married, uh, you know, people that walk around with anxiety. But let's talk about what motivated you.
0: To write a children's
2: book? Please.
0: So, it, interestingly, it's always been my life dream to write a book for children. I've always used books in my clinical practice. I think parents reading to children is one of those magical moments that is so curative and transformative and normative. It is a wonderful way to open conversations, to send messages, and to just spend time together. But mommy can you stop the rain has actually been in my head if you can imagine this since 9 11 because after 9 11 i had a rather striking experience i was doing a lot of work with first responders and their families as they recovered from the incredible trauma that our entire city and in some ways the entire country suffered and parents would be confronted with a simple question from their children. Like, you know, daddy, are you going to be home tonight? Mommy, will you be at my show at school today? And parents, rather than answering typically, would freeze. They would cease to provide. They would feel incapable of providing the typical, simple, reassuring language that they would give to their children because in their minds, What was going through their head was, how can I promise I'll be home for dinner when our whole world has had broken promises, has had the unthinkable happen? And I began thinking about this critical role that parents play in the lives of parents. And in in those early months and, and in the years since, I've had the opportunity to work with many families who unfortunately have dealt with challenging times or just with everyday life with anxiety and have noted how important reassurance is and wanted to find a way to give parents a tool and to give children the understanding that it's okay to be afraid, it's okay to ask for help, and that even though mommies can't stop the rain and daddies can't shush the thunder, they can play a really important role in making you feel very safe, even in stormy times. So doctor,
2: you know, COVID, the pandemic, it's continuing. I mean, anxiety is on the rise before COVID. So now with COVID being present in our lives, it's so much harder for parents to give reassurance to their children Uh, that suffer from anxiety and have all these questions. Uh, What are you saying to parents now, you know, during this trying time? So,
0: so first of all, I I think on the one hand, it's harder. On the other hand, it is not harder. Um, You know, we're, we're approaching Yom HaShoah, what, you know, what other generations of our, um, of, of our families lived through have been you know nothing short of horrendous and and yet miraculously many found ways to to parent and to love and and it is no harder to love our children now than it was yesterday um it's just that there's a lot on all of our minds and we can get very caught up in the covid uncertainty because one of the hard parts of this pandemic has been for every bit of information that we get, there are pieces of information that we are missing, even still, you know, just yesterday on the news, there's discussion of how long does the vaccine last? So just as we were feeling reassured and comforted that we have a vaccine and we have our, an approach now, well, but how good is that, you know, and how long will it last? So there's this constant um, feeling of not knowing. But one of the points of of mommy can you stop the rain is that you know the book is in- incredibly lyrical so if, if you don't mind I'll just I'll just share a few words from the book so you know one of the one of the pages I'll do a mommy and a daddy you know there's right. you know mommy can you stop the rain N- no I cannot stop the rain but I'll dry your hair and wrap you in a towel warm from the dryer then we'll eat iced cookies with pink sprinkles on top Daddy, can you shush the thunder? No, I cannot shush the thunder. But I can turn Zadie's chicken soup pot into a drum and we can march around the table like a band in a parade. So that is not doing that, being a parent who comforts by doing what you can do. I can dry your hair. I can't take away COVID, but I can get you the exact mask that you like with a superhero on it to keep you safe. No, I, I can't shush the thunder. I can't make um, birthday parties happen in the way that they used to, but I still can create a fun environment for you. Those are things that parents have always had to do. We may have to work harder to do it. And here's the other piece. We have to do it while we're anxious because the, the COVID storm is not just impacting our children. It's not just there; they are, who are, are afraid. We're afraid as well. We're dealing with our own anxieties. And one of the hardest things in all of this is part of being reassuring is you've got to be the grown-up 24-7, 365 days a year. You can go behind closed doors and you can collapse and fall apart and you can have your panic attack. But it doesn't help children if we panic in front of them. It doesn't help if if we get all hysterical over what's happening. They look to us to be a source of reason and calm and reassurance. And we can be even in these very difficult times. Again, we can't. um, I don't know if you're going to ask me about, you know, well, how do you reassure, but we we can't say anything that we can't deliver on. Right. We can't say, Oh, don't worry about COVID. It doesn't, it doesn't hurt children. Or don't worry about COVID. That's far away from here. It's not happening in our city. We can't say that, A, because it's not true, but B, because we can't risk becoming the parents who cried wolf, the parents who are unreliable, who are liars, because we want our children to believe us when we say, don't do drugs, they're dangerous. Don't run in the street. It's, it's dangerous. Don't touch that stove. It's hot. If we want to be believable as parents, then we can't offer platitudes in the midst of a pandemic that are far from reality. So we have to say things like, yes, it's very scary and it's natural to be scared. I'm a little scared, too. But you know what? Look at all the ways we stay safe. We wash our hands. We sing ABC while we wash our hands or the happy birthday song. We wear our mask. We stay A little bit apart from people we only see certain people that were close look at all the things we're doing to be safe Um, and that is incredibly reassuring to children that we acknowledge this is a, a really critical component of reassurance we acknowledge their fear it never helps an anxious child whether you're in COVID or normative anxiety, they're afraid to go to a birthday party, they're afraid to go to school, they're afraid of the dark, it never helps a child to poo-poo their fears and to deny it and to say, that's nothing. What are you afraid of that for? It's nothing. And the reason that that is never a good solution is, A, a child feels, you don't get me. Mom, Dad, you, you missed the boat. You don't understand how I'm feeling That's a terrible thing for a child to feel, that their parent doesn't understand them. But even more important, when we negate or poo-poo or try to minimize a child's anxiety, we put them in the position of having to convince us how anxious they are. And then they may escalate. They may say, well, you you didn't realize how anxious I was about the dark, mom? Now I'm not going to bed unless I'm in your room. I have to prove to you how anxious Mm -hmm. I am. Right. So, like you said, Dr. Novik, we're in very scary
2: and uncertain times, and we need to validate and accept the fear. But the adults are also suffering from anxiety, and depression, and men- mental health issues. But the anxiety uh, has been a very, um, you know, mask over the years. We just started our twenty-fourth year in February. Wow, kol kavod. Yeah, really, and thank you, and a wonderful staff, um, and I must say, over 111,000 families have attended masks programs, referrals, and um, after-school programs, etc. in-school programs, community programs, our support groups, but I do want to tell you that from the 24 years, only the last two two, three years has anxiety been so much on the rise. And there is an organization, I just want to put it out there, named Catch. And Catch is creating a team of courage and hope. And they actually, um, we together uh, piggybacked on, uh, we had a support group for moms that are suffering with anxiety. And now, Catch and the Bekocholam of Iraq and the Five Towns will be doing a program. I just wanna make a mention of it. It's called Taking Off Our Masks, Living with Anxiety and Depression. And Wonderful. it's going to be on April 25th uh, in person. Um, they're gonna have Devorah Levy, Yitzi Harwitz, and Rachel Tuchman as the guest speakers. So, if anyone wants more information, feel free to call the mask office, and we will give you that information. So, let's get back to validating and accepting the
0: fear and the well, Ruhama, I'm I'm so glad you mentioned about parents because, you know, this uh, I I wrote the book for children, uh, but really, I wrote it for parents to give them the language, the language. And, the, and the chizuk. And part of that, you know, I've given hundreds of presentations in the past, you know, year and a half about anxiety and about helping ourselves and our children with COVID. And I always end with exactly the same picture, the same slide in my presentation. It's a picture of seats in an airplane when the oxygen masks come down. Right. Because whether you fly, you know, a short or a long trip, you hear the same announcement. If the cabin exhibits a sudden, experiences a sudden loss of pressure, an oxygen mask will drop from above. Even if you're traveling with small children, please affix your mask first. Parents need to take care of themselves, and they need, whether it's the program on April 25th, whether it is other resources, whether it is keeping a gratitude journal, or talking with your friends, or getting support from your spouse or your own parents, your grandparents, whatever it is that helps you to get your oxygen, to be fueled so that you can move forward and be who your children need you to be, parents have to take care of themselves. And that does mean taking care of their own anxiety and finding outlets that are going to help for you as, as a parent. Yeah, that's why mass sponsored catches groups. Um, mm-hmm.
2: CATCH actually had uh, two groups here in the five towns. And we had one in Brooklyn. Uh, Anybody that wants to um, have a group for themselves with other moms, feel free to call the mask office, 718-758-0400. And we will let you know where you can get your own group, your group, you know, for anxiety for yourselves. We do have uh, Monday night, after Debbie Ackman facilitates a group for masks um, for parents that have kids that are struggling or are married children, young adults. And it's really about self-care um, and also the 12-step program to understand it. And she talks so much about the self-care to help if you're suffering with anxiety or whatever it is one, you know, a parent may be suffering with that first you must take care of yourself. Uh, so let's get back to your questions of, I mean, to my question of, you know, can a parent ever do it wrong? And could humor help the children, you know, by being funny, maybe? Yeah,
0: so those are, those are two great questions. And, and one wrong we've already identified, and that is to, to fail to validate a child's fear. So right. to negate it is not good. Um, but the other thing, and and the other wrong we've identified, is to be too Pollyannish and say, "Oh, COVID, you know, you, it, it's all going to be away by tomorrow." There's, which is kind of the same as as negating it. But humor is delicate because we never want a child to feel that we've made fun of them. If we make fun with them, if we use um, humor or novelty to help them. For example, in in "Mommy, can you stop the rain?" If if Daddy is taking Zadie's chicken soup pot and marching around the kitchen like he's the leader of a band, that's doing something that's playful and fun. But he's doing it with the child, not in a way to say, "Oh, you scaredy cat! I'm gonna bang this pot right next to you. That'll show you!" Won't that be funny? Or let me tickle it out of you? Um, we don't want to take away a child's feeling or belittle it in any way. And some children are very sensitive and will take humor as if they are being teased or made fun of. So I think we have to be careful. And parents know their children. They they know what is going to, um, to work. Uh, I'll just go back to also, you know, why I love reading so much with children is that children might never admit, if you ask them directly, are you afraid of X? They might not agree or say, no, 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 not me at all. But if you read a book about the the bunny who's afraid of his shadow, and you talk about how scared bunny is, and are there times that ever you get scared of things? Now it's an indirect way. And, And by the way, if you think that you can only do this with children that you read picture books with, I am a strong advocate for having parent-child book clubs at all ages. I'm reading the same books as my adult children, and we have discussions all the time that are rich and nuanced because the book starts us off. It's a, a place to engage in a uh, maybe a difficult topic. What did you think of how that character dealt with their struggles? Do you think You know, that's something that we in our family could or should do. What did you think about the challenges that were faced? Um, It's uh, Books are a wonderful way to open up discussions. So what about, um, you know, reassurance different from protecting a child? Oh, thank you, Ruchama. That was the last mistake we can make. Too often parents think, what i i don't need to reassure my child i'm just going to keep them safe right. i'm going to keep them in a bubble i'm going to isolate them they're never going to hear about covid they're never going to know it exists they're just we're just staying in the home in the house for a year cuz we just really like our house um first of all with social media and with the barrage of information coming into our homes it's impossible to really protect children but the other thing is i truly believe in my psychology brain and my mother's heart, that the job of a parent is to be there when children deal with loss and stress and, and trouble and challenge. The world will give that to them. The world will expose that to them. But if you don't, if you protect them, then they're gonna learn it first from someone else. They're gonna hear their first no or get their first rejection from another place. I want them to get their first, you know, sad moment or loss with me, with the person who loves them more than life itself. Don't wait for the world to give your child no. You have to be the first one to give them no. And then they'll learn that I can survive no because I have in my world, a parent who loves me. So,
2: I mean, what do you see Dr. Novick about anxiety? Um, how big is the problem now for children and parents?
0: It has, I mean, for many years, for decades, anxiety has been the number one mental health issue for children. And while we are resource rich in our New York area, um, more than half of the children who need help don't get it. So organizations like MASK, just again, my my hat off to you and my thanks to you for all that you do. parents. Be there for your children, read with them, talk with them. But if they need more, don't hesitate to reach out to school based professionals, independent professionals, organizations to get children the help that they need. Um, anxiety is a very real issue for children. Some of it is developmentally normal. You know, all children have fears and all children have worries. But all children also are born not knowing how to read. We just, we turn them into readers. So the fact that something is natural and occurs and is part of the developmental process doesn't mean we have to let it go. As adults in the lives of children, we can try to ha- give them the tools and the knowledge and the strategy to decrease their anxiety. And it's very, it's very treatable for the most part. Right. And the and prevention is so important.
2: If you see a child is... Anxiety. written if you see a child is asking so many questions, don't wait. If they're in second grade or third grade, or first grade, and they're in a, you know filled with anxiety. Deal with it very young. So as they get older, they'll learn how to, you know, they'll they'll learn techniques. Uh, if you get them. Some help or get yourself help. You don't always have to send your child to therapy. Uh, we don't believe in sending such young children to therapy. What is your
0: opinion, Dr. Novick?
2: So, so nine
0: nine times out of 10, um, when I accept young children into my practice, it's to work with their parents, who I yes. think are the, the most powerful agents of change. Um, yes. To think that in 50 minutes, talking to Dr. Novick, you're going to change three-year-olds, or even a 10-year-old. It's rare. Really, you need the people who are central in that child's life, their parents, their the educators that work with them um, to be involved. And um, But therapeutic approaches are very effective with children, and they can make a huge difference in the lives of children. So, Doctor, tell me, do you have any other books planned? Actually, Berman House, Apples to Honey Press, has just approved a second book, um, which uh, I'm not, I don't, the the title is still in the works, but like Mommy, Can You Stop the Rain, which deals with, uh, tells a lyric story of a little girl's fear of a storm, but really tells the story of the role parents can and should play in children's lives. The next book deals with the issue of the struggle for independence and the role that parents can play in helping children learn to do things on their own while at the same time supporting them when needed. Um, Books, Children's picture books take about two years to be developed. Um, Mommy, Can You Stop the Rain was two years in the works and came out on April 1st, April Fool's Day, a year ago today. So because we can't go to bookstores and do book signings, I have made arrangements if people want an inscribed version, they can be in touch with me and I will send them a designed book plate that they can put in the cover of their, you know, it's sticky. It goes in the cover of their book with a message from me to their child or to the parents they want to gift it to. So anyone that
2: wants to get a personalized um, way to, have the book personalized by the author Dr. Ronanovic. Novik. Feel free to call mask and we will make those arrangements. 718-758-0400. I definitely recommend that you go out and buy this book. You don't even have to go out, just go on to Amazon. Go in, you know, go to Amazon, order it, and you could have it in a day or two. So I want to thank you, Dr. Novik such an important book really for all mommy and daddies to read to the young children. So thank you so much for coming out with the book and and always being available for the mass families. I wanna thank you so much on behalf of my staff as well.
0: My pleasure, thank you.
2: And I wanna
0: wish everybody
2: a very good evening, a beautiful Shabbos and always remember, hang in, hold on, and hug tight. Tonight's show is in memory of Simcha Shmuel Ben Moshe and Rivka Bas Yisrael. If you want to sponsor any of our groups or the radio show, please go online, make a donation, and we will then be able to announce your sponsorship as well. Thank you, and have a good evening. It's Mask Parents. Dot org. Thank you and good night.
1: The Jewish Orthodox Women's Medical Association, JOMA, presents COVID 19 Vaccines and You, a live stream town hall for women, on Sunday, April 11th at 8 p.m. It's a great way to get all your questions answered. It's for you, for your family, for your future. Speakers include Dr. Richard Grazi, Medical Director of Genesis Fertility, Dr. Ellie Carmody stone Assistant Professor, Infectious Diseases, NYU School of Medicine, and Dr. Naor Barzaev, Deputy Director, International Vaccine Access Center at Johns Hopkins. The event is moderated by Dr. Elisa Minkin, host of JOMA Podcast Series. That's on Sunday, April 11th at 8 p.m., streaming on vaxquestions.live and joma.org, spelled J-O-W-M-A dot org. Call-in number for the event is 786-297-1784. Submit your questions at joma.org COVID-19. Do
0: you have fatigue, brain fog, weight gain, gut problems, or unexplained symptoms? Dr. Kelman, an internist and pioneer in holistic functional medicine and best-selling author, can help. He finds the root causes through deeper testing methods and treats patients with natural compounds, hormone therapy, IV nutrition, and cutting-edge technologies. He's helped thousands of patients from all over the world, and he can help you, too. Call the Kelman Wellness Center at 833-MD-HELP-ME for more information about how Dr. Kelman can help you feel your best. That's 833-MD-HELP-ME. Learn more about the Kelman Wellness Center at KelmanCenter.com. That phone number again, 833-MD-HELP-ME. That's 833-MD-HELP-ME.
1: Or text 737 4 That's 737-443-9868.